Welcome everybody to Fergo and the Freak. My name is the Glorious League Freak. This is episode 243 and I am here with a very special guest in Penrith Panthers super fan, Nadine. How are you, Nadine? I'm good. How are you, Freaky? I'm really, well, I'm not really, really good. I'm actually still unwell, but I'm pretty happy because our team's in the grand final. Correct. Now, before we start talking about that, I've got to talk about our fantastic sponsors at manscaped.com. You go to manscaped.com and you can get 10% off and free shipping if you use our code. No, it's not 10%. It's 20% off. 20%. 20% off. One-fifth of the price, gone, and free shipping. If you go to manscaped.com, but you've got to use our special code, which is NRL. Do yourself a favor. Get yourself something nice or get somebody that you know something nice. Go to Manscaped. They've got all sorts of stuff. They've got deodorants. They've got personal care, uh, what would you call them, devices, I guess. I'm trying to be nice about it, you know. We're normally pretty crass, but I can't be crass in front of a lady like Nadine. You know what I mean? Oh, that's nice. I appreciate I the effort. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? It's all about making the effort, and that's why everyone should go to manscaped.com because it's all about making that effort. So go to manscaped.com. NRL is your promo code. That's our exclusive code on this podcast. Go and do it. We love Manscaped. Nadine, how's this week been? It feels really long. Really? <laughs> to be honest, yeah. yeah. I've got to say, uh, Monday felt like a really long day. Um, and it was one of those situations where I got into bed on Monday night and thought, oh my God, it's only Monday. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the, the um, anticipation of the game on Sunday has slowly been wearing me down. Yeah. Um, I've got to say. But uh, it's exciting nonetheless. Yeah, so I, I still feel like it's not real, and I don't know why that is. I don't know. Maybe because uh, the the run that Penrith have had, you know, the 17 in a row. Yeah. Um, I suppose the constant underdog talk as well doesn't, mm. doesn't help. It feels like irrespective of the team's position on the ladder, you know, almost every game has been – uh, you know, when will they fall off the cliff kind mm-hmm. of narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's this element of not wanting to maybe count your chickens. Um, but, you know, I think with anything this year, the whole COVID situation just, it's hard to get excited about anything because you can't attend games the way that you have done previously. You can't celebrate wins the way that you've done previously. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't celebrate a build-up the way that we've done previously. Um, yeah, so it does, it just feels a little bit surreal. Having said that, I mean, the fact that we've even got to a grand final day when the game was shut down for, you know, two months, give or take, um, mm. is a significant effort. So um, it's it's nice to, to be here, but, yeah, a little bit surreal at the same time. Yeah, and I think that it's interesting you said with the, the winning streak, I guess – like even in the best season that you have, you sort of get, <clears throat> excuse me, conditioned to, well, there's going to be a loss there somewhere, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's what a footy season is. It's ups and downs and it's, you know, who can, you know, last out towards the end of the season and stuff. And we just keep winning and it, it's it's kind of strange. It, like 
me and Andrew have talked about where the Panthers would be amongst the best teams of all time if they did win this grand final. Um, they're close to having the longest winning streak in the game's history. It, it's just incredible to have experienced this season. And I think that most people from other clubs don't realise how just – if if they cancelled the grand final, how happy Panthers fans would be right now, like mm. just with what we've experienced. Yeah, that's true. Um, what I will say is some conversations I've been having through the week, um, there were some observations, particularly from people that were at the game on mm. the weekend, where the boys didn't appear to look as um, excited or you know emphatic as what they thought they should have um, mm-hmm. or what outsiders felt they should have. Mm-hmm. And the general view was that, you know, it, this looks like a group that was, you know, yep, tick, we've done that, on to the next, which mm-hmm. is I think the mentality they've had right through the season. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, right, that's that game. We've got another game next week to plan for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, and I think that, yeah, but, you know, whilst as fans, I think you're right, you know, there would be an element of what a crazy season, you know, strung together 17 wins in a row, finished top of the table, et cetera, et cetera. You know, for the team, that would certainly not be enough by any yeah. stretch, um, yeah. which is a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, I noticed that too. And it's like I don't know how much you get out of the response of some teams. Look, some teams – you see them get to a grand final and they celebrate like they've won it. And other teams, they're very low-key about it. Not Like last week, I, I noticed the Panthers were pretty low-key about it. Like they were very happy, but they were low-key. It was like the job isn't done yet. And the Storm, they were celebrating a bit differently, but I think the, the Cameron Smith stuff was interesting for them and it was a bit of – you know, it was a bit of probably a stress relief in some respects because they were taking the piss out of Cameron Smith in some regard. But um, because they're so experienced, it's kind of different for them. But I remember in 2003 with our 2003 team, and I remember Phil Gould saying that he he used to tell players, like, if you're nervous, it's okay. But if you're not nervous and you're not, like, jumping out of your skin, that's also okay. You've got to let yourself be how you feel. Just make sure you perform on the field. That's what really matters. And um, I always remember that because I I thought it was really interesting with that 2003 team because they were so composed. And that's one of the things about this team that that is kind of incredible, that they're a young side, but they're very composed. And that's how they've won so many games. Yeah, and they are for for a very young team. I know, obviously, this has been spoken about on the podcast before. Um, they are very composed, and I think that's why there's a sense of frustration about the Broncos, for example, where they use, well, they and all the media mm-hmm. um, use their age mm-hmm. as an excuse for how they've performed, um, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, the Panthers obviously don't, care about that and there's such a cohesive unit and mm-hmm. you know there's obviously been a lot said particularly in the last week or two about 
the fact that so many of these players have grown up together. They've played all their junior footy together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, what, six or seven of them that were part of the NYC Premiership winning team a few mm-hmm. years ago. Um, you know, and there's something to be said for that level of cohesion, which, you know, we obviously know having spoken to Ben Darwin previously mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So um, they're just... And they, they do look like they're just having fun. You know, everything that you see is just, you know, they don't take themselves too seriously. They're, you know, out there to have fun. I read an article earlier this week where they were saying um, a few hours before game time, they'll be in the centre of excellence at Penrith playing basketball. Mm. You know, just shooting some hoops for half an hour, 45 minutes before they have to get on the bus to travel to the stadium. So... Mm. Um, you know, that to me seems insane mm. in terms of biggest, you know, the, some of these games, particularly in the last few weeks, have been the biggest games of your life to, to a degree, depending on your status in the game. And, you know, yeah, they're just there casually shooting hoops, just, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's very cool. Mates. It's really cool. You know, I was thinking this week about Ivan Cleary. This is Ivan Cleary's second grand final he's been to. And it, but it is also Nathan Cleary's second grand final experience because he, and it, I don't know how close he was to <clears throat> the entire experience that the Warriors went through, but he he was close enough that there would have been a lot of hype and stuff that he saw firsthand and a lot of the media stuff and, and things like that. And I think that that's one of the underrated things about Nathan Cleary is that, you know, being around football his entire life, like he wouldn't know a day where football wasn't around. Um, I think that that's a big part of his maturity as a player and why as a young halfback, he's he's so reliable and so steady because he's kind of been through a lot of this stuff his entire life. Yeah, exactly right. And you think he actually missed out on that NYC premiership because he was playing Australia for Australian schoolboys mm. or Australian under 18s or certainly for Australia. So, um, yeah, it, it, he's such a composed person. And I think you even see that with Ivan, mm. um, as well. Ivan's it's very, and he's very composed. And if he's losing his bananas, um, he must do it very well behind closed doors because you you don't tend to see Ivan frazzled, and that's obviously why the whole blowing kisses to the Tigers crowd um, got under so many people's skin this year mm-hmm. because that's so not Ivan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you think the other side with Bellamy, I mean, for goodness sake, I, I would watch Bellamy cam almost every game because yeah. I think that would be close to the most entertaining thing doing the rounds. Um so it'll be interesting to see how the, the differences in the coaches play out on the field as well. Yeah. Um, it'll also be interesting to see the toll of, you know, the whole Cameron Smith narrative mm-hmm. um, and what that potentially does to yeah. Melbourne because even though they're all saying there's nothing to see here, no decisions being made, et cetera, et cetera, um, the constant talk about it would have to just – it would be infuriating yeah, it, it, I, I think so too. I think it would be really annoying. And, you know, the weird thing is they kind of brought brought it on themselves a little bit with what they did last weekend. And, look, I thought what they did last weekend was hilarious. I think it was really funny. And then the press conference afterwards was just hilarious as well. Um, 
but it, it kind of changed the focus. And look, I, I wonder if in some regards that was calculated because I think Cameron Smith can obviously, you know, he's so experienced, he, he won't care about it too much. But I, I wonder if that took the focus off of other things that, you know, the media could have talked about with Melbourne. And we've seen some of that crop up in the last few days. We saw that ridiculous article by the angry blogger on Fox Sports where he was like, oh, all of Sydney. It's like, no, mate, it's just you that hates everything. The top Um, 25 reasons why Sydney hate, you know, people hate Melbourne, and yet the first five were all related to the same thing. Yeah. So straight away you've gone from 25 to 20, and then there was every alleged um, tackle that illegal tackle that Melbourne's come up with. Well, that was another five. So now we're down to 15. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought, really? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, like, like we're Panthers fans and we're going in against the storm. And you know, before I say this, I guess one of the cool things about the last couple of games we've played is, and I don't know if you felt the same way. um, there, There was no niggle between the fans it was kind of like you're going against the Rabdos and it's like, look, we're both playing pretty well. Whoever wins, wins. This should be good. Mm. And it feels the same with the Storm. Like I haven't seen one single Storm fan take a dig at us and I haven't seen a Panthers fan take a dig at the Storm. It's been like, it's almost been like what footy really should be. We all enjoy the same thing. We just wear different colours. Yeah, it's it's been, there's been respectful banter, I think mm. is how you would you know, how you would how you would position it. So mm. you know, which doesn't give the media anything to write about. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting if I just scan the telegraph website, mm-hmm. the articles today is um it's funny how all of a sudden now they want to write positive stories. Yeah. So um, you know, it's the dressing room driving force behind the Panthers. So it's basically about the um, the gear steward for the Panthers. Oh, right. Um, and he's been there forever. Oh, um, really? So he was there for the 91 grand final. He was oh. there for the 03 grand final. Yeah. Um, man, he would have some stories to tell. Yeah. Um, so, um, so there's that. Then there's obviously a piece which has now really been getting flogged about you know, the John and Martin Lang and, mm-hmm. you know, Nathan Ivan Cleary. Mm. Um similarities uh story about liam martin um and how he turned around his you know playing prospects after a you know um dubious start mm-hmm. um nrl grants fitler a COVID exemption so that he can watch his beloved panthers mm. um the seven secret pillars in storm scouting system so you know I don't know why that's newsworthy, but apparently... Wait, let me guess what they are. Harvey Norman. Um, <laughs> sorry. Boats. <laughs> yeah, boats. <laughs> I, I've got to say, I think someone's actually taking the pee a little bit with this um, sub uh, subheading because it says, the Storm have an uncanny knack of turning rough diamonds. <laughs> I was like, diamonds. <laughs> rough diamonds, yeah. Well, you know what I noticed? I was reading an article about the NRL premiership ring that they've got on... Yeah. Uh, on offer and it said that they're ten thousand dollars each which is five thousand dollars less than barb's ring exactly which is pretty impressive like her ring must be pretty good but have you seen the premiership ring that's on offer yes i like the top of it but i don't know did we talk about this in the last episode 
Um, I haven't I can't remember the last episode yet. Sorry. <laughs> I, I think I think we talked about it before the episode. Um, Where they've got the tribute to the uh, emergency services. Yeah, yeah. Well, like if you look at the sides of it. Yeah. On one side, it's got engraved like nurses or something. Yeah. It looks like a scene out of Breaking Bad to me. Yeah. And, and then on the other side, it's got all of these symbols, which kind of remind me of, you know, those uh, medical alert bracelets, you know, where yeah. it says like, I've got like fucking heart problems or I've got a pacemaker or something. Yes. It reminds me of that. I hadn't thought of that, but now I can't not think of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that I would If I won that premiership ring, the first thing I would do is I would say, hey, I need these ground off and I need my number put on it and the year put on it. Yeah. It, and it's interesting because, I mean, it, they're never going to be as flash as the uh, Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Super Bowl rings, but the Super Bowl rings are always something to behold. <laughs> I actually got replicas for my birthday of the Houston Rockets championship rings from 94 and 95. And they like, they're, just, they're only replicas. So they're obviously, you know, not as much as the, the things and they haven't got diamonds and stuff in them, but uh, they are massive and they are still beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. No. And I think that I like the idea of having, yeah, having something different. But the other thing is that um, the Super Bowl rings are designed by the team that wins them as opposed to by the NFL. Like the NFL need to approve the design, but the design mm-hmm. is, is generated by the team that wins them, mm-hmm. um, which is, yeah, I think also quite nice. I think that, you know, the NRL would, yeah, it'd be worse ideas to explore at some point in the future but yeah um yeah so what are you looking forward to most about this week's game uh the pre-game entertainment no um (laughs) the thing see you just bouncing out to some amy shark i think that music's right in your wheelhouse yeah look i if somebody said if somebody said like just just say a word that is in a title of an amy shark song I would be stuffed, and like I've got, not, I'm not one of these people that's like, you know, says that we need 90 year old rockers to be at the grand final because I think that's ridiculous. But, um, and and she seemed really excited. I saw her post on on uh, Twitter about it. Mm. She seems really excited, so I think she'll do a great job. And it's cool yeah. to see that she got the gig. Um, but like the pregame entertainment is just something I I don't really watch it's just not not for me um so i'm kind of looking forward to i, I will probably tune into the coverage 10 minutes before kickoff yeah. um and then I, th- I think the thing i'm most interested in is how teams the teams start that first 10 minutes so i think that's going to be the key for the match yeah if if the panthers can sort of go with the storm for that first 10 minutes. I think they'll be in a good position and it'll be interesting to see how much damage kick out does. I think that he's the key player. The more I think about it, I think he's the key for it. I think him and um, Munster, I think they're the two key players in this game and depending on which one can be the biggest game breaker, that might be the thing that, that tips it one way or the other. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting to see the side that Cleary named. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I would not be at all surprised if Kickout ends up starting from the bench. Yeah. Um, just to give him uh, time. I think mm-hmm. that after having to sit out last week's game, he will absolutely be raring to go. And I think that he will be most impactful after that softening up period. Yeah. Um, where he can just, you know, terrorise down that left edge. Mm-hmm. Um, it also wouldn't surprise me if we end up with the same lineup as what we had in terms of Naden being switched out for Tyrone May. Yeah, I I agree. I think that, um, you know, that, that first finals game, Naden made some pretty, pretty <sighs> you know, pretty bad errors, let's be honest. And yeah. they... You know, you, you can't afford to do that, and it's very cutthroat. And it's I love Naden; I think he's great. Um, <clears throat> we obviously have more attack with him in the side, but you know, it, it's it would be rough for him to miss out. It really would. But I I agree with you. I wouldn't be mm. shocked if that happened. If he was the one that fell out of the team. Yeah, I also uh, the predicting rain. They're predicting it to be quite cool um, mm. as well. Um, very O3 like if we're going to start throwing around similarities mm-hmm. between O3 and this year. Um, and I would argue that having a wet track would play more to the Panthers than to the Storm at this point. Mm. Um, I think Cleary's kicking game in the wet is superior to Munster's, which would mm-hmm. then mean that well, Jerome Hughes would have to take on a vast majority of the kicking or even Cameron Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, and given they've been up in the Sunshine Coast all season, mm-hmm. basically, um, not to say that we've had quite a lot of rain in Sydney, but, um, yeah, I just think that it, their style would be able to cope better in in the wet on a, you know, on a potentially soggy track um, mm-hmm. compared to Melbourne. And it would help negate the speed to a degree of the Melbourne back three, which I think is their biggest asset. Yeah, especially Pappenhausen. Like, you know, he's so dangerous. Uh, and, and the wet weather, if it just takes, you know, 5% off of him because he can't get the traction as he's running, that that might be enough to just, you know, just soften what he can do in the game, I guess. Um and and with the Panthers' defence, like trying to get through that in the wet weather is going to be really difficult. Um, I wonder how. I wonder if we see uh, the Storm look to get different dummy half runners in if it's wet weather. Mm. Try and get like the likes of Pappenhausen around and attacking the ruck a little bit. Uh, that's what I would do if I was the Storm. You know, I know Craig Bellamy will be listening, getting some advice from me on coaching of course but uh because because we've got Coruscant and he'll be pretty good around the ruck in the wet weather anyway mm. um you know I, I think and like Cameron Smith is obviously fantastic he picks his times to run perfectly but I think just attacking with a lot of speed around the ruck and footwork would be great in wet weather footy because this Panthers defense is so fantastic it you've got to try something I don't think mm. you can really hope to go around them if it's wet weather. You've got to go through them and good luck going through this pack. Yeah, well, and they showed that last week. Um, I mean, I was at the game and it was difficult to see this at the game based on where we were sitting. So, you know, I, I did re-watch it um, a couple of days later. But 
uh, Souths, particularly Alex Johnson, yeah, or any, you know, even if they were sh- doing a shift either side of the ruck, mm-hmm. Panthers just slid so well that there were a couple of opportunities where Johnson and even Allen, before he, you know, got a bit of a niggle and that obviously hampered him, but mm-hmm. instead of just putting the foot down and trying to get around, you know, either Toto or Mansour, you know, more Mansour, mm. they tried to cut back on the inside mm-hmm. um, because you could just see that the Panthers had created that defensive structure utilising the sideline as the extra mm-hmm. defender and um, in, in that shape. And the fact that, you know, you had those speedsters for Souths, you know, and Gagai as well, um, having to second-guess oh, I can't make it on the outside, and they mm. cut back inside and they get shut down quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be something Bellamy would probably be looking at in a great, yeah. you know, more detail. Yeah. Um, look, it's no secret. We, I know we've spoken about this before. You've got to be, if you're in the opposition, you're throwing kicks up to your wingers all day because Penrith have got the shortest wingers in the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they are buoyed by the fact that their centres... Uh, a little bit taller, and then you've obviously got very athletic second rowers in Kikau and Liam Martin, and then even Capewell when Capewell comes on in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you, you're kicking for the wingers all day, every day. They, they will outleap Toto and Mansell, you know, probably eight times out of ten. Um, and I thought last week Dylan Edwards had probably his best game of the season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He was fantastic. Um, Under yeah. pressure, like they bombed him all night. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from, I think there was one the one era where the ball was stripped, mm. which you know ended up leading to a South try. He was solid. Mm. Um, I, you know, I still think he could, he can work in the preseason on his support play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back up through the ruck, but you know his ability to take some of those high balls under pressure last week was, you know, that was no mean feat. Mm, yeah, and, and he, was, he was very good. Hopefully he's just that one step better this week. Um, it, it's, you know, it, it's a weird season. We've talked about that. We talked about that before the podcast. Mm. Um, and, like, we've seen people trying to say, oh, this, you know, this season is going to have an asterisk and stuff like that. This has been the longest season maybe ever in yeah. Australian Rugby League history. Like, it's been ridiculously long. And I think there's no doubt that we've got the two best teams. I, I've, I've felt like the Panthers and Storm stepped away from the rest of the competition maybe about a month out from the finals. Um, and, and to see, you know, the Storm have had a little bit of a softer run into the grand final. The Panthers have had to really scrap against one team that was, you know, fighting for its life in the Roosters. And then the, I mean, the Rabbitohs were absolutely on fire when they come up against us. Mm. I think this is, I feel like this is going to be one of those seasons where when people look back on it, they're going to be like, man, that, that was, that was a hell of a season to win. That one is a, a feather in a club's cap. Yeah, I, I agree. And there's, there's a promo that I've seen, and I don't know what it's. I don't know if it's Nine Fox or NRL, mm-hmm. um, but it's basically players doing the pieces to camera, mm-hmm. um, basically talking exactly about that, and it leads mm-hmm. in with the graphic actually has the definition of asterisk, mm-hmm. um, 
and you know the pieces are then you know woven together so obviously they all did it and they spliced and diced but it's basically mm. saying you know some people said that this season will have an asterisk and da 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 and it then goes on to say you know this season has been the hardest season ever you know mm-hmm. we've had this we've had that we've not been able to see friends not been able to see family etc cetera, etc cetera, you know and it's such a good uh, such a good emotive piece around mm. why you know everyone will remember this season mm-hmm. it, it, nobody will ever turn around and say i don't know who won xyz whether it's the dally m or the clive churchill or mm-hmm. the premiership or even the minor premiership for that matter mm-hmm. nobody will ever be able to say that they cannot remember who won any of those things this year yeah. whereas in every other season you're like oh oh maybe it was that person mm-hmm. oh hang on was that the year that somebody from the losing team won the clive churchill you know i mean it's so it's i love it i love what it will um yeah i i'm loving that it will culminate in such a such a great game with the best two teams yeah um it'll be interesting to see you know going back to what you're talking about with melbourne having a somewhat easier run compared mm-hmm. to penrith to a degree um in the finals and i wonder how much that will affect or impact psyches preparations etc you know i think penrith will obviously be quite battle-hardened yeah um and you know that the you know, I don't think you could ever say the storm would be complacent. Mm. You know, but you think how many years ago, Manly forty nil. I mean, that was just it was a very similar. You know, significant underdogs versus no Melbourne are going to run away with it. They're going to be X Y Z, and the complacency just got to them. And they got out enthused. So, you know, that first ten to fifteen minutes will be extremely telling. And I think as long as Melbourne don't get the start that they got against Canberra. Mm-hmm. Um, Panthers should be able to to grind it out. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I always find that really interesting too when you get one team that's had a softer finals run than the other. Um, I think back to the 1995 NBA playoffs when – you had, and it normally, I think it normally affects younger teams because you get when you got to the NBA Finals, you had the Orlando Magic, who had had, you know, it wasn't an easy run, but it wasn't too bad. And then you had the Houston Rockets, who were my team. That's why I remember it, mm-hmm. and they had run the gauntlet of some of the best teams it, that year. And actually, when you look at it statistically, I actually saw an article just the other day that showed that that Rockets team had the hardest run through the entire playoffs of any team in NBA history. And by the time they both got to the finals, the Rockets buzz soared the Orlando Magic and won 4-0. It was like, it was just this battle hardened. We've been through everything. You're not going to show us anything new versus like, oh man, we we thought we were better than this, you know? So I I think with the Storms... um, how much experience they've got, I'd be really, really shocked if that sort of thing happened to them. But, but it is something to think about that that the the two teams have had a different run, and and you know we'll find out. That's the beautiful thing, and I, I keep saying this, like because there's so many people that they'll say, oh, this is going to happen in the game, and that's going to happen in the game stuff, and it's like, yeah, no, we play the games. And that's what happens, and that's how we work this shit out. We don't work it out because somebody puts a, you know, their angry hat on and says, "Oh no, it's going to happen." 
it's um i think the the other thing that i've noticed we were talking about this before mm-hmm. we started recording so you know in the pre-show meeting mm-hmm. um, it's actually really disappointing to you know get in and around the penrith local area mm. and not see any celebration of what's happened. So mm-hmm. apart from some banners along Mulgoa Road, which during football season they tend to always have Panthers banners along Mulgoa Road, mm-hmm. um, there's no vibe happening in the area. I mean, you've got local businesses taking it upon themselves to decorate their workplaces and, and things like that. We've obviously been hearing via social media of local schools changing their school bell to be, you know, the Panthers theme song. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that my daughter's dance studio, um, this week they've relaxed the usual attire um, uh, requirements Mm -hmm. um, so that they can wear their Panthers gear all week, Mm -hmm. um, you know, which is great given that they actually supply the cheerleaders for the Panthers. So you would would hope that they would be um, involved. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, you know, and that's great to see, and particularly from a a grassroots perspective, um, you know, you want to see the kids investing in in the local community and and in the team. But, yeah, just the fact that, you know, there's no balloons, banners, streamers, I don't care what, down the main street of Penrith and that, you know, the main shopping centre in Penrith has nothing um, is really disappointing and... um, Sadly, I think everyone's using COVID as the excuse to kind of not do those things. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's more than enough other businesses and and other, you know, workplaces and stuff that are making up for that. So, you know, that's nice. But, yeah, it's just one of those interesting times. And, you know, irrespective of the result on the weekend, nobody's going to be able to celebrate with their team. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's a real, real shame for everybody. Yeah, and we were talking before. We should have recorded before, hey? We had some good <laughs> conversation. Um, how it's – and we looked at it from a Panthers point of view, obviously, like how they will do that community celebration. And, you know, like we – I think we did it on the podcast a few months ago where we joked about they should go down Mulgoa Road. Yeah. And I, I, I really do. I think that's the way to go. You just – because they could do that down – 10 kilometres of road and it would be fine and people could still socially distance themselves and they could be in a, you know, it's not like it's a a small road. It's a massive road. They wouldn't need to get near the general public. I think that would work. Mm, Um, I agree. Just as long as they don't drop the uh, trophy off the top of a bus, an open top bus like Mal Meninga did. I think it was Mal Meninga or Laurie Daly did go down south. So, Yeah. That would be funny, though. I wonder if it would bounce as well as the old Winfield Cup. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I, like, I guess it would dent, wouldn't it? It would sort of bend up and dent and stuff. Yeah, well, it's quite pointy at the top, so <clears throat> that would be interesting. But Imagine yeah, it, it just stuck into the road, like it wasn't <laughs> damaged at all. It just stuck in. That would just show poor workmanship on Mulgoa Road, which yeah, wouldn't true. surprise me. Um, it can't be any worse than bloody Penrith's. Uh, when you go into Maccas at Penrith, like that's like going off of off road, and when you go in there, which one? The, the 
Maccas, you know the one in Panthers? Oh, in Panthers. Well, yeah. I was say there's so many Maccas in Penrith. I was like, which oh, Maccas yeah. are you talking about? Ah, the, the in one Penrith. of Panthers. You go through that and you're driving around bloody craters and stuff. They're not even potholes at that point. That car park is pretty poor. <laughs> it's, the, it's the worst car park I've ever seen. It's, it's, uh, it's an adventure whenever you go in there. Oh, dearie me. Um, <laughs> and so where will you be watching the game? your plan? My, well, my plan is because, uh, and I want everyone to know that Nadine uh, messaged me. I thought, what Hang was on, it? then I'm going to stop you. This was okay. not a loaded question. Okay. Because <laughs> last week you put a tweet out asking people, what should you eat before the, like, what should you eat whilst you're watching the football? So yeah. it's kind of trying to get to what are you going to eat? What's ah. the pregame ritual? It was not want... about drawing this particular story out. Oh, yeah. You just <laughs> want to hear my diet. I know what you're doing. You want to get my diet written down, and then you want to get me to Mark Guy's gym and just watch me just die as I'm trying to run and stuff like that. It would be funny, but anyway. <laughs> so, so okay. So I'll, I'll stick to I'll stick to the question. All right. So I'm thinking what I'll do because the game kicks off at about seven thirty p.m., which means sometime you know before nine. <laughs> Um, so I think what I will probably do, I'll, I'll probably order pizza about now before kickoff. Um, I've already got drinks in the house, not heaps and heaps of them because I, I couldn't get smashed. I'm just not up to it at the moment, but I've got a couple of drinks in the house. And, yeah, I, th- I think that's what I'll do. Um, I'll ch- I don't know if I'm going to chuck on any Penrith gear because I haven't been wearing Penrith gear and I don't want to jinx it. Oh. Oh, very superstitious. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. So, like, yeah, I don't think I'll be doing anything like that. I did buy a grand final uh, T-shirt, one of the wearing the grand final T-shirts. I got one for Sandy as well, and I've got to send her Mm -hmm. uh, one of them as well. She asked me if I'd get her one. Um, So she's paying me back for that. But, yeah, so I've got to send that over to to where she lives. But, yeah, I'm – I don't know. I'm going to try and chill most of the day and then see what happens. And I, I know that whatever happens, I'll be buzzing so much after the game. I might be able to do a podcast, but I'll have to see. God, could you make a plea? Could you, if, <laughs> I can't even get my words out. I'm so excited by the thought of you trying to record a podcast if Penrith win. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could cry. I don't know. What do you mean could? I reckon 100% you would. Well, okay, so here's a question for you. Did you cry when they got into the grand final? Um, I didn't. Yeah. But my daughter did. Okay. Oh, she, she wouldn't have really Never. Seen that. She's yeah. 12. Wow. So yeah. she is, like, she is absolutely bursting with anticipation. Um, so this week, you know, as I said, at dancing, they've been able to wear their Panthers gear. And so every yeah. morning she's gotten up, got ready for school, yeah. and she's put out on her bed what she's wearing to dancing that afternoon. Oh. So she's, you know, had it all planned out. You know, on Monday she wore, I think, the final series tee or the um, minor premiers tee, I can't quite remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday she wore the white alternate jersey. Mm-hmm. Yesterday she wore um, her black home, like black normal jersey, mm-hmm. um, which is signed by Nathan. Oh. Um, she doesn't have dancing today or tomorrow, but tomorrow she's going to wear something when she goes and does her CrossFit class. Yeah. And then Saturday she will wear her grand final tee to Aww, dancing. That's very sweet. So she's absolutely 
and in, in amongst all of that, she's been wearing the shorts, the socks, the she's got the ribbon in the hair. Yeah. Like she <laughs> she was um, wanting me to allow her to skip dancing on Tuesday so that we could go to the open training session. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I said no because um, I pay a lot of money for her to do dancing. <laughs> um, so I was like, no, we've been to – and we have been to every single game that we have been allowed to go to. Yeah, yeah since like pre-COVID, post-COVID. So we have not missed a Panthers game. Oh, that's awesome. And we will obviously be there on the weekend. So, um, yeah, very excited about that. And, yeah, she is super, super, super duper chuffed. And I remember when Panthers made the qualifying final in 2014. Mm-hmm. And um, I think channel, I think it was Channel 10 came to the house and interviewed her and stuff like that. Oh, and she really? was only obviously tiny. Yeah. Um, and I remember when we got beat, and the tears, and oh. I just thought, oh, my God, she was absolutely inconsolable. Oh. So, you know, to see her so excited and so happy and crying tears of joy. Yeah. <laughs> um, has has been really nice. And just kind of, I, I suppose, experience Grand Final Week, I suppose, through her eyes. Yeah. Um, has been quite interesting. Um, and obviously um, training at, the gym that Mark Guy owns uh, has also given a very different lens to Grand Final Week. Yeah, I bet it has. I bet yeah. that's been very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. So, you know, the gym's well and truly decked out in all kinds of panther paraphernalia and, and panther colours and things like that. And, um, you know, most people are on the panther bandwagon. I won't yeah. say all because that's not true. Yeah. Um, but you know, even the Parramatta supporters are on the on the Panthers bandwagon, which is nice. Yeah. Um, you know, and on Sunday morning, there's you know we're all getting together, or whoever can getting together, have a game of touch footy and and um, a barbecue, like a bit of pre-game. Yeah. <laughs> pre-game jitters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's been a, a really interesting kind of vibe. Yeah, it's 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 been it's cool for us because we've like had we like you and me we've sort of experienced ninety one, but we we're younger, mm. and then like two thousand and three we kind of that's that's kind of when we were old enough to really appreciate it and do everything you want to do during a grand final, um and, and so it, this is kind of like it feels like a bonus. Does it feel like a bonus to you? Yeah, I think so. And I, I don't know. I think the whole, you know, 17 years between drinks, so to speak, um, yeah, it does. Uh, and, and I don't know. There's just this calm, this element of calm. And I, mm. I don't, I can't quite place it. And I think that's what you were kind of alluding to earlier mm. on. It's a very strange feeling. Yeah. Um, and when you see some of the footage, of, you know, of the boys training that are obviously now being drip fed out mm-hmm. um, through the course of the week and even the footage I saw from the training session on Tuesday that members were able to go to. Um, yeah, they just look calm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. there's no other word. Yeah, it doesn't I'll tell you what, it doesn't feel like seventeen years, does it? No. And it I don't feel like old some... enough for it to be seventeen years. Yeah, what the like what the hell? <laughs> it's uh you know, we're both in our late twenties. How's that possible? Um, <laughs> the yeah, it it feels like if somebody said like, "What does it feel like?" I'd say it feels like seven years, not seventeen. Yeah, it's um, yeah, like I'm I'm nowhere near old enough for it to be seventeen years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just a, it's 
Exciting, but I think the the weirdness comes from the fact that you you can't have the usual build up. There's not the you know that obviously the NRL can't do that usual fan kind of day experience yeah. that they usually do at Darling Harbour or wherever they've done it previously. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously not going to be you know obviously fan days have been very limited. Um, you know, I think I saw an article this week. I didn't read it. I only saw the headline. I try not to click on too many articles mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. But it was <laughs> about, you know, Melbourne Storm having a bit of a sob story about, you know, oh, open fan day and five people showed up. Well, tough luck, mate. Mm. <laughs> you know, shit happens. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's – it's just – it's. I think it's got that, that weird feeling because you can't have all the usual build-up. There's – you know, no sportsman's lunches happening or, or very few. And the ones that are happening are obviously quite reduced in numbers and, mm-hmm. yeah, can't have those interactive experiences that you've done previously. And, I mean, I've said before on the podcast that we've been to every grand final since 2014, irrespective of who is playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always still a nice vibe, there's a nice buzz, and I'm just unsure what that's going to be like this time around at mm. the ground because there's obviously only two games being the NRLW Grand Final and the NRL Grand Final. Mm-hmm. Um, and arguably the, the most entertaining element of Grand Final Day, if you are there the whole day, is the Women's Grand Final. And actually the, um, whatever they call it, the, the Intrust Super Premiership, whatever they call it, between yeah. New South Wales and Queensland. Yeah, um, yeah. That game is always amazing, and that yeah. game is always where you see talent that ends up in the NRL one or two years later. So obviously we've got Toby Rudolph, um, who was uh, I think he played last year, didn't he, in the Green yeah. Final? Yeah, um, And then there's another guy. God, I can't think of his name right now. Um, played for Newtown, and that's escaped me. Anyway, um, I should know that because I called the Margulies. Mar- Mar- I think that's something along those lines. Mm. Um, and he's played a couple of games as well for Cronulla. But those games are always super entertaining. Mm. Um, by the time you get to the actual NRL grand final, you're so tired because, <laughs> because you've been at the ground since, you know, one o'clock or whatever time the gates have opened. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's such a long time ordinarily between when that, Trust premiership finishes and even the pre-game entertainment starts because, mm. you know, they've got to cut to the news and all that kind of stuff um, and do an hour's worth of build-up for no reason. Yeah, for so, no reason at all. <laughs> no reason other than who knows why. So it'll be interesting to see how they manage that this year. I know that there's a minimum period of time that they must leave between NRLW and NRL because they need to go through and do the complete clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, and that's why teams can't arrive at ANZ Stadium any earlier than I think it's like an hour fifteen, yeah, maybe an hour and a half before game time, yeah. Um, and it's so that there's no crossover and you know no conflict of dirty zone and clean zone and all this kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. fascinating what you've learnt through this year about cleaning and <laughs> why things are sanitising. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You just um, kind of learn that people are dirty, hey? Well, that too. But even I noticed the security guards on the weekend, mm. um, they swapped over at whatever point in time and the new security guards that came out 
all came out and wiped down the seats. Oh, really? That the previous security guards had been on. Now, those previous security guards had been wearing masks and gloves the entire yeah. time. Yeah. And they, yeah, so even that's all really fascinating. And um, the Panthers cheerleaders on the weekend, they were able to actually go, which was great. Yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah. And they had to wear masks the whole time. Did they wear the Panthers masks? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, but the whole time, and they yeah. were, they were on the field, but they weren't on the other side of the um, the soft hoarding things that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were kind of between where they put that advertising hoarding and the end of the field proper. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they still had to wear masks. Um, yeah, so it's just been it's been really fascinating to see how things like that have happened at the ground because you don't get a taste of what that looks like, obviously on TV because they're, you know, filling the air with their own voices. Yeah. it's By the way, if anyone can hear some weird noises, it's my dog. He just woke <laughs> up. He's doing all sorts of shit. <laughs> he needs to shut up. He's too cute. He just wants to be heard. Yeah, yeah. It would be good if he wasn't making those sorts of weird, like, what is going on noises. God, he's, uh, yeah, he, he's just feeling left out. Yeah, yeah. He's cheering the Panthers too. It's okay. Exactly. Um, now, who's your pick for uh, Clive Churchill? Well, I, look, I always think that they try and pick names. So if I had to put money on it, it would be Cleary or Smith, depending on who wins yep. the game. But if I was going to go with somebody that I think could stand out and, like, properly be the player of the match, I, I feel like Martin could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been saying that for a while. I really like the way he plays. I think he could be. Um, but Coruscant as well. Coruscant's in really good form. I was worried about that knock he took last weekend, but it seems like that was just a burner, so he mm. should be fine. But, uh, yeah, one of those two. Who, how about you? Who would you pick? Um, I I can see Cleary, Coruscant or Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um. If Edwards played like he played last week, mm. that's that's a you know a, a real um, option there. Mm-hmm. I agree, Smith. I mean, Smith's always in with the mix, and it was funny. I heard on radio this morning that the Clive Churchill is one of the only things he hasn't won. Oh, really? I didn't um, realise that. I? Yeah. So, um, so that could be interesting. Uh, mm. uh, Pappenhausen, I think, is also a bit of a smoky for Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm, I can't really see anyone else from Melbourne, to be honest. Like in terms of right now, it would obviously depend on how it plays out. But um, there's obviously a lot, of, a lot of speculation that if Melbourne win, then Smith will retire. If they don't win, then he'll go around again. Well, I was just thinking just now, right? Imagine they're down by, say, 18 points at half time, right? Hopefully, fingers crossed. And Smith at half time says, hey, I'm retiring after this game. <sighs> And making it all about him. <laughs> well, not not so much, but like just to put one up his teammates, like like you can't let me go out this way. Mm. That would be interesting to see how they responded because that would be that would sort of um, it would obviously come out 
during the game, it's like, oh, man, Cameron Smith just told his teammates he's going to retire after this one. Mm. And he doesn't necessarily have to retire. Like, he could win the game or they could lose the game or whatever, and he'd be like, oh, you know, I changed my mind. But it would be an interesting thing for him to do. Well, wouldn't that be a great narrative? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting if Cameron Smith did that, but I tell you what, it would be, it'd create a huge buzz during the game, hey? Wouldn't it? I mean, it would be... It would be so fascinating to see what that did Mm. during the game and not just for the players, like for the spectators as well as that news started, you know, travelling around the stadium. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? It's like, oh, Cameron Smith's retiring. They bring the trophy out, about 10 minutes left. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so exciting. Yes, very exciting. Very, very exciting. So Monday is either going to be amazing uh-huh. Or really not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the cool thing about grand finals. It's like it doesn't matter. Like whatever happens, somebody's going to have a history that is either really great or really, really bad, and you, there's nothing you can do about it. It's like you have to either like just love it or you just got to cop it on the chin and yeah. there's no way around it. There's no getting around it. There's no excuses. Yes. Well, and the funny thing I um, came across yesterday was if Penrith can win, Mm. they will have the same amount of premierships as Melbourne. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I know. All of these little tidbits of information I have. (laughs) Wow, that's really cool to think about that. Yeah. I, I like that we're playing Melbourne. I like that we've got a chance to beat, like we beat the, and I said this the other day, we beat the Raiders in the 90s, we beat the Roosters in the noughties, and if we beat the Storm now, it's like, oh, man, who who's yeah. left? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who's, if, I mean, look, it, and, I mean, it's not anybody of significance, but one would argue that the World Club Challenge won't be able to happen. No, I can't imagine it would happen. Maybe this will be the catalyst for it to die the death it deserves. Wouldn't that be nice? Such (laughs) a stupid game. Although I really love the idea of having St. Helens fly over here because St. Helens, I think, will win it, have them fly over here and just watch them get (laughs) flogged, absolutely (laughs) flogged at Penrith Footy Stadium and then cancel everything. Just be like, this is no good, this game. (laughs) It's just such an absurd concept that has zero relevance at all. And the other thing is too, like I don't want our players to have to have this super long season, a short off season, then have to be up for a game in like February and then have to have another season. It's like, you know, they, they need a break. Yeah. Oh, exactly right. I'm even wondering how some of those state of origin players are going to go. Mm. I mean, you can't see any of those state of origin players coming back pre-Christmas. No, Which no. means they miss the majority of where they do the hard yards. Not that they need the hard yards, but, you know, you look at, uh, I know they've been re-releasing the footage in the last week or so about the army-style camp that the Panthers did this year. Mm. Um, that was all done pre-Christmas. Mm. So, you know, it really will change fundamentally how every coach has to prepare for next season. Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting to see 
how that plays out then in the first few rounds of next year. And I mean, that's obviously quite some time away, but yeah, the the impact of a, a condensed preseason, um, mm-hmm. and more so for those who play rep footy, mm-hmm. it's going to be really, really fascinating. All right, so here's a here's the the big question. Yep. Give us a scoreline prediction. Um, hang on. I need to see my multi <laughs> so I can figure out who needs to score. <laughs> it's very important. Um, okay. I think well, certainly Penrith, mm-hmm. and I think it will be 26-18. Okay. Ooh, that's an interest. That sounds very, very reasonable. That sounds yes. pretty reasonable. I'm going to go. I like your scoreline, actually. That's and pretty, you know what? It's it's a balanced scoreline for either dry or wet weather footy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a really good one. Um, I it'd be stupid for me not to say something like I think it will be sixty eight points to <laughs> nil, and uh, Cameron Smith will retire. Because he's just like these guys are going to win it again, you know. And uh, Clive Churchill medalist uh, Viliami Kikau scores five tries. Oh, yeah, yeah, he has a good day. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I think that I think that's all that needs to happen. Really, sixty-eight nil. No worries. Just sixty-eight nil. How could I, like I not it. say a scoreline like that when we're in, in the grand final? <laughs> like, I'm not going to be boring about it. Let's do something. <laughs> I just. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. yeah well, I, if I, the I Manly actually... Seagulls can put up a big score, we can put up a bigger score. I mean, we're a way better team than, than you know, the garbage dump team on the North Shore. <laughs> They're getting their centre of excellence, mate. They'll be all right next year. Can you imagine what a, a Manly Seagull centre of excellence will look like? Oh. Fucking Bunnings chairs just stacked up in the corner. No. Oh, sorry. I've just seen a post. Final release tickets to this weekend's game from $59. Ooh. Mm, interesting. I, I, interesting okay. it's not a sellout. I, I need to tell people this. All right. I need to tell people how wonderful you are. Okay. Like last weekend... Nadine gets in touch with me and she says, do you want to go to the grand final? And I'm like, I'm, I'm literally lying down. And I'm like, oh, I really do. I really, really do. And she offered me a grand final ticket, a, an expensive grand final ticket as well, which I would have paid for, by the way. I couldn't have not paid for it. And then, uh, and I said, look, I'm going to wait until Monday night. And if I'm well enough, I'll let you know. But if I'm not well enough, I'll also let you know so you can – you know, pass the ticket on to somebody else. I got to Tuesday afternoon because I was Monday night. I'm dying. And I'm like Tuesday afternoon. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to send this message. And I was heartbroken. And so I, and I said, I, I wouldn't be able to go, but it means the absolute, absolute world to me that you offered me that ticket. It means the world to me that you uh, offered me the ticket for the, the Parramatta versus Panthers game. I'll never ever in my whole life forget it so thank you so so much for doing oh that. you're welcome it's such a shame you won't be able to come this weekend but oh as i as i said to you when i replied you'll have a better view than what i will <laughs> so, 
I will just have the benefit of not having to listen to the commentary. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I think that's worth how much you paid for the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just, I've got to say this. Why do they charge so much? It's a lot. Especially when it is evident by that most recent breaking news mm. that the game is not a sellout. So, yeah, I mean, one would argue that those tickets are up in level six, nosebleed, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah. So, for everybody listening, I bought tickets when they first went on sale to, to ticketed members three odd weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, bought tickets, no dramas. Um, but, you know, always knowing that if the area that they were positioned in was not going to be um, Panthers supporters primarily, um, should Panthers make it, I would sell them and buy closer to where the Panther supporters would be housed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Tuesday, uh, sorry, Monday morning, log in with my code. Oh, crap. I'm sitting in the bay right next to the dedicated Melbourne Storm supporters. I don't think <laughs> that. So I go to buy tickets in with the Panthers supporters. An extra $80 per ticket is what I've had to pay for that. Now, I could have kept my tickets. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But in the space of three weeks for a seat with my own supporters as a ticketed member, basically in very similar position but just at the opposite end of the field mm-hmm. has cost me an extra 80 bucks a ticket. It's pretty crazy, the huh? The NRL needs to seriously consider how they structure these ticket prices. And I understand that um, I think I heard Andrew Abdo when he was on a bit of a PR offensive mm-hmm. um, talk about giving ticketed members a discount early up um, when tickets went on sale as a bit of a thank you for their support through the season, et cetera. Yeah. But that shouldn't happen. That level of increase should not happen the week of the grand final where members in particular of the teams who have made the grand final have waited to see if their team make it. So yeah. why would why should Storm supporters and Panther supporters who may not be able to afford to buy tickets flippantly Mm. Um, be penalised for waiting to see if their team make it. And that's essentially what's happened. Like yeah. I've been penalised 80 bucks a ticket mm. for the fact that they've been purchased three weeks later, which is an absolute joke. And um, I'm fortunate enough that I could do that. Mm. Um, and, look, I've sold my other tickets and that's fine and, you know, that's all worked out. But, um, yeah, it, it doesn't sit well that, you know, you're in that position. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and frankly, you know, the cost of the tickets to be seated immediately behind the goalpost where you will watch the entire game on the big screen. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I'm trying to think. I can't remember how much I paid to go and sit at Suncorp behind the goalposts for the World Cup and stuff. It was a bit of a whack, but the view was fantastic. Like the the view wasn't like the one that's behind the goalpost at ANZ Stadium. Where you're no, back because from you're, you're a little bit more elevated. Mm, mm, Whereas yeah. like my tickets on the weekend, I'm in row five. Mm. So, you know, I'll be lucky to see over the fence, um, <laughs> <laughs> frankly. So... 
um, you know, you might see me on TV, but that's about it. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's just, it's very, very strange. It's a strange concept and I'm, I'm, yeah, it just, it makes me angry, especially when they're obviously still trying to get rid of tickets. Yeah, I, look, I, I see that the supply and demand sort of view of it, but at the same time, I think especially this year with the COVID restrictions on supporters going to the game and, you know, this is this is going to be, apart from the Origin games, I guess, you know, one of the few times we can have a really, really big crowd at a game. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think they would institute that level of supply and demand pricing. I thought yeah. they might have made a little bit discounted as a thank you to the fans in general, not yeah. just the, you know, not just the, the club supporters who honestly, like, you know, if, if you paid for a season ticket this year, you didn't get your money's worth in terms of what you thought you were getting at all. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's the NRL. They're all sitting in corporate boxes and stuff and, uh, you know. Yeah, it, it is a shame. Yeah. It, it, is. It, it is really a shame. Um, but, you know, what do you do? And what will end up happening is they'll declare it's a sellout because they will give all their corporates and their media partners mm-hmm. a ridiculous amount of tickets to hand out to people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they can declare that it will be a sellout based on its revised capacity. Yeah. Um, I mean, last week's Panthers-Souths game wasn't a sellout. Mm. Um, they only had 30,000 people in attendance. Wow, it sounded like way more, hey? Oh, did it? Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So they were 10,000 shy of what the capacity is. Mm. Um, But even the the two weeks prior to that, um, where Panthers played Roosters at Penrith Stadium, Mm. I know I was messaging you through the game saying, what does it sound like on the TV? (laughs) Mm, It was going going off there too. Yeah, and that was 7,000. It's been so nice to have the crowds back at the games and, and, and the bigger crowds too, which has been really cool. Like I know with that Parramatta game that that uh, you invited me to, it, there was something about being back at the footy. I was like, oh, my goodness. I, I couldn't believe how much I'd missed it until I was sitting there and I'm just like just taking it all in and it's the silly things that you – you know, you sort of are there and it's like, oh, I've missed all of this stuff. So <laughs> it, it is cool to get the bigger crowds back and hear it on TV. And, yeah, that Panthers game against the Roosters, that was going nuts. And last week's one was going crazy too. And uh, hopefully Panthers fans just stack out the crowd. Oh, I really hope so. Own it. Yeah. Really, really hope that, um, yeah, that they they show up. Um mm. Which they should. I mean, who's coming that's supporting Melbourne? <laughs> can they? I don't think they can even. They can't leave Victoria. No. So it's got to be like people from New South Wales and Queensland. Yeah. You know, and, and I guess you know anybody that reads James Hooper and pays attention to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see like that dedicated. Um, kind of storm supporters end how full that actually is yeah yeah it really will because the poor buggers like can you imagine being a storm supporter and you just you would pay a thousand bucks to go to the game and you you literally can't leave a 25 kilometer radius all across the border 
Yeah, well, I read a story yesterday or the day before, mm. and there was a guy from Melbourne, a storm supporter, who has been petitioning the highest levels of government mm. to get uh, permission for a coach load, mm. um, so like 50 to 70 people, mm-hmm. to come up for the game. And he's like, look, this is our plan. We would leave you know, on a coach this time from this point. Yeah. Um, we would, you know, stop at this point, basically still in Victoria for yeah. the rest stop. Yeah. Then we would go to the game. Um, once the game is finished, we would immediately be back on the bus, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so it worked out it was like a 20-hour trip and they would spend four hours off the bus. Wow. Something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and he's like, we've got, you know, X amount of expressions of interest, you know, which we've, NRL said we can have a dedicated space. Mm-hmm. Um, or apparently they were talking to the NRL about trying to get a dedicated space in the ground for them that could be slightly, um, uh, oh, I don't want to say ostracized, but you isolated. Know, like, isolated. Ostracized. <laughs> Uh, the storm supporters, they probably would be as well. Um, <laughs> and um, and and they've got a coach company on standby and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I've not seen any other articles about it, but you would one would suspect that that would just be given a flat no. <laughs> yeah, you'd think but so. But good on him for trying to, you know, support his team and yeah. trying to find a way to get to the game. But, um, yeah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a yeah. lot of effort. That, the 20-hour, the thought of doing that long a trip and then being in a stadium and then being straight back on the bus, like, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. That would be uh, – that's my idea of hell. I mean, being yeah. on that bus for so long anyway is insanity. But, you know, obviously being at the games, you can't – I mean, well, I, they say you can't, but, you know, they strongly encouraged that – when you're at the games, you remain in your seat unless you are going to get food, drinks, or go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I was at the – I didn't really notice it last week too much, but um, when I was at the Panthers-Roosters game mm-hmm. in the queue waiting to get some food, mm-hmm. um, security were walking around basically telling everybody you need to have masks on if you're in this area. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't congregate in this area if you've – if you're not in the queue to purchase, mm. you need to go back to your seat, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's obviously New South Wales health and government guidelines that are mandating yeah. that. But um, it's it's not – when the game is not on, it's not a fun place to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, you're really confined to basically either sitting in your seat or standing in front of your seat and back seat. Yeah, and and like I think that that was the cool thing about the you know when you're at when well when I was at the Panthers game the Parramatta one is that like <clears throat> you can literally just go in like I walked in sat down with you two and then after the game it was ended like we kind of you just can leave whereas when you've got a big stadium like that and it's kind of the whole it's not just the stadium it's the surrounding area and that many more people and stuff it's it's a whole different sort of prospect isn't it yeah it was funny because obviously they do everything they can to keep people um you know in a box so yeah. to speak uh yeah. in the ground but you know once you get outside the ground all bets are off yeah i mean the p1 car park <laughs> was just 
push a muzzle yeah. um, of people trying to, you know, get back to their cars because that's the other big change. They're kind of they're advocating people actually drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, as opposed to catching public transport. <laughs> so, you know, forty thousand people going to this game on the weekend. The roads are going to be diabolical. Yeah. Um, and add in rain. <laughs> it's just get there early is my tip if anybody's going. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> it's it's going to be a nightmare in terms of driving. I can't say I'm looking forward to to that. Getting there will be fine because, you know, we're those people that get there for gates open. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of leaving, I will be very much just hanging around and in no rush to leave. Well, you have to celebrate with the Panthers and get your Of course. Okay. Got to watch them do the lap of honour. Yeah, you know. And then you'll be you can sit in the car park for three and a half hours trying to leave it and be happy. Go the mighty Panthers on full ball. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, geez. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Very much looking forward to it, and it's been a very long season. Yeah, it has been. eh? Look, look, it's nearly November. So weird. (laughs) It's so strange. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Christmas shopping is scary. Oh, you know what? I I think you've got to you've got to um get your Christmas shopping done now and get it sent. Yes, that's, I'm that's not going to shops. I'm online ordering everything. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing too. I've already asked everyone like what they want because I'm terrible at getting gifts. So I just say, tell me what you want, and I'll buy it. Yep. So that's the way to do it. Excellent. Um, well, after and, Sunday, we can focus on that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Although. <laughs> This year, I've bought myself so many dumb things. I don't know what I would ask for Christmas, eh? Oh, no. You know what you buy everybody this year? What? I've got the perfect gift for you to give everybody this year. What's that? Grand final winners T-shirts when they get released on Monday. Yeah. Or Sunday night, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've got the the pre-grand, the ones where they make the grand final. I do have – I don't know where it is. I've got the one from 2003 somewhere. Um, but I haven't seen it for a, a long time. But, yeah, it's, it's probably still holding on, still barely holding together. That's all yeah. right. It's got character. Yeah, exactly. I bet I don't still fit in it. Jesus. Too much. Oh. Anyway, um, thanks for joining us. You took some time out of your day to join us. That's oh, my pleasure. Amazing. It means the world to us. Um, have you got anything that you want to promote? You know what? I'm going to, I, I, yes, I will. Mm-hmm. I am going to promote the gym that I go to for mm-hmm. anyone that is in the Penrith or, you know, Western Sydney region. Um, MG Active, drop the E, you know, because we like to be clever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to say, very much a family atmosphere. Check it out on the website, you know. No, there's there's no expectations. I was certainly not a gym person when I first started there. Um, and now I certainly can't imagine not going um, on a daily basis. So I've totally, totally flipped my uh, my thought process on that. But, um, yeah, anyone looking to kickstart anything or, you know, up for a change, come and, come and join us out there and you may even see the big guy around from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, I would tell everyone, I'm go sign up. I'm, I'm adamant I will get you there at some point in the next 12 months. I know. See, here's the thing, right? I know I will be punished 
<laughs> I know I'll be punished for for just being me. And I, so I need to work. I need to work out to be ready to work out. <laughs> and I totally understand that methodology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I'll get fit when I'm fit, all right? So, yes. yeah. But, yeah, no, go check it out, mgactive.com. I think they, they're offering five-day free passes so you can, you know, try it out. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so... Yeah, come give it a give it a go. Check out, or oh, it's all over the socials as well. So, um, same handle, MG Active, no E. Yeah, drop the E. Drop the E. And yeah, and get, give some support to MG. He opened his gym, and it, it was all running really great. And then the COVID restrictions kicked in, and now the COVID restrictions are starting to ease a little bit. It's time to get yourself ready, get yourself active again. Exactly. Now, what, so, what, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, Patreon.com. <laughs> Leaguefreak.com. That's my <laughs> website. Uh, the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Leaguefreak, no spaces. Uh, go to Andrew's one as well. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash RL Project. That's to help the digitization of rugby league. And, of course, the wonderful people, wonderful, wonderful people at manscaped.com. If you want to get fit at MG's gym, it doesn't matter if your manscaping is out of control. So go to manscaped.com, put in our exclusive code, which is NRL, just like the competition, funnily enough, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping. I recommend everyone gets the perfect package 3.0. It's got everything you need. And some really exciting news. They've got something something special that they're about to release in the next week or so. I can't say what it is. I'm under an embargo, not one of the Telegraph ones where I just blurted it out. An actual embargo, wow. An actual embargo. But let me tell you, when it gets released, it's going to change the game. Wow, can't wait. Yeah, I know. It's just... I'm already growing all my hair just in anticipation. So... <laughs> oh my god, that went south quickly. Um, so yeah, go to manscaped.com, put in NRL. Thank you, Nadine. You you're are so wonderful. Anytime. Your your support for the podcast, for what me and Andrew do, we we just love you so much. So thank you so so much. No, oh, you're welcome. And we will be back. I think on Friday we're going to try and record a podcast. So that'll be at Saturday. Um, that'll be like a a. a bit of a pre-grand final podcast from us. And then the next one, I guess, is going to be after the grand final. And who knows what that's going to be like. That could be like me crying. That could, Or it could be me crying. You never know. Someone's going to cry. That I'll, I'll guarantee that. Excellent. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Everyone's going to love that one. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, enjoy yourselves. <laughs>